Hi guys, welcome back to the Next Train Podcast. I'm your host and I, and today we'll be talking to Bernard Lutz of Growth Start about e-commerce in Africa and also some basics on how to start your own e-commerce business. Now, before we go straight into that interview, we recently launched our new website, nextframe.media, where you can go and subscribe and stay up to date with all our latest episode releases and any other projects that we're currently working on. So be sure to check that out. But for now, let's talk to Bernard. Hi, Bernard, and welcome to the show. I am so good. Thank you so much for the invite. We really appreciate it and really glad to join you today. Thank you, man. Thank you, man. Really appreciate you making time for this. I know you guys have busy schedules. Uh, you are e-commerce people, so ideally I would suggest that you never sleep, but that's all good. <laughs> Just to get like right straight into who you are, your business, and your journey so far, um, how did you get into the e-commerce business in Africa? So I, I, think, I think I started in about 2006, 2007, and I actually started um, doing WordPress websites. Um, just as a part-time, you know, uh, interest of mine, so like a, you know, a hobby type thing. Um, and at that time, putting together just a simple website was actually so tricky. Um, and as it evolved and, you know, I, I, I found all these tools online and all these things. And, and then I started getting people that actually wanted me to do websites for them. And they had all these different businesses. So I did for, as an example, realtors. You know, how do you make that business that's traditionally a person-to-person business, how do you turn that into something that can be done online um, in terms of booking a consultation and all that kind of stuff? And then you also have a different aspect, which is obviously the retail aspect. Um, so I think it was just a, it was evolution, you know. Um, the more you learn about it, the more uh, tools you discover and the more experience you get in it, the better you understand how it actually works and where you can actually apply it. So yeah, my journey definitely started, what's that, about 15 years ago. Um, And up until today, I'm very passionate about e-commerce. And I I just think it's, you know, one of the the best things that uh, technology has brought us. Wow, okay. So do you have like a background in computer science, programming, or was it just a passion you had? Yeah, so all just self-taught. yeah, just from scratch, you know, uh, researching online, uh, looking at YouTube videos. I'm a YouTuber and he started around that time as well. Um, so the content that you did have was very limited. Um, and like I said, you had these tools that came out um, or that we weren't familiar, you know, in an African and especially South African context. Um, we didn't know about these things. I mean, I, I didn't even know that there was a thing like online shopping. Uh, back in the day, you know, it was like this journey of discovering firstly the the technology that drives it. And then, you know, you discover all these different ways of actually applying what you've learned. Um, so, yeah. Okay, so fast forward to, I think, now where you are now, what made you say, I'm going to stay in e-commerce, this is really my calling? Or did you have like a main job and then this whole website building stuff was a side hustle or something? Yeah, so I mean, I, I, I had a career in the payments industry. Um, so we did all kinds of um, electronic transactions. And with that, I also had the um, benefit of experiencing how, you know, you have these traditional payments methods of, as an example, cash. 
and how that transformed into card payments. And where it is today, where it is almost a contactless or almost pure contactless uh, form of transactions. And then you have the um, you know, e-commerce component that fits into that as well. How do you accept payments online? You know, do you use your phone? Do you do an EFT? Because nobody wants to do an EFT. Um, so you can just put your car details in there and the transaction is done, you know? So I think it was a, you know, like I said, a, a evolution. And, and the more you learn and you experience and you kind of discover yourself and you kind of discover e-commerce as well and what it can actually do for you. And I mean, so like I said, I, I, I did, you know, started doing websites for other people. And then I had a couple of online businesses that um, I started doing simple products, uh, selling online. Um, I sold the websites, the actual website design stuff. I sold that online as well. Um, and then, yeah, we, we launched a couple of products and things like that, that we still today um, sell all over the country. Um, not international as such, but uh, yeah. And I mean, it just keeps growing and, and you find new interest. And I think where I am today is I want to kind of, um, you know, try and help this industry, but help people also in a way. And that that's why uh, the Growth Start platform, we've kind of changed into a more um, e-commerce educational platform. And I think that that's above everything else, even making money. You know, we all need money to survive. Um, but the real thing that I'm passionate about and that, you know, fulfills you as a person is actually, you know, giving benefit and value to others. So if I can teach somebody how to start their own online business and make a, you know, a couple of thousand extra per month or whatever it is, um, you know, it has such a big impact, I think, on people, especially now in these tough times. Um, mm -hmm. So I think that's where I am at right now. Yeah. Wow. Okay. So I think just, just to maybe like, assuming that maybe I'm a customer wants to come to you and start their own online uh, online retail business, do I necessarily have to have like the whole brick and mortar stuff or do I have to register a company and then start selling products or is the internet one of those, you know, it's free for all, you just do what you do and uh, whatever happens, happens. So, so the cool thing is about e-commerce is the barrier to entry is very low. So you don't need, you know, a, a million rand or whatever currency you're using to actually go and, you know, rent a physical premises and then, you know, get lots of inventory and all that kind of thing. Um, you can literally start with a, a very, very small amount. Now, the important thing that you're going to need is you're going to need, obviously, a product. And it can't just be any product. It has to be a product that people want and that solves the problem. So if you get your product first and you find your customer first, the person that's willing to buy that product, um, taking that product and getting it online is very, very straightforward and simple. And also the cost involved to do that is actually quite low if you take, you know, compared to anything else. Um, now, like I said, you do need your product first, but then you're also going to need a website. And then one of the biggest components is how do you actually now market that product? Now, when you get a product, people will say, okay, that's probably the expensive part. I still now need to, you know, maybe develop a product from scratch or you don't have to. So you don't have to do all those things. You can literally go, you know, to a shop nearby you and say, hey, you know, you don't have a online store. Can I sell your products for you? And then you've got the benefit of knowing that those products will really sell because they, they're really being sold in that store. Um, so there are ways, uh, you know, to go about it, things like drop shipping and all that, that really keep those costs very low. 
Um, so definitely you don't have to register a business. The first thing that you need is just a product that people want. Oh, okay. So um, I like the part where you mentioned, well, maybe because dropshipping has kind of been a topic that's been running around uh, for, for the past yeah. couple of years. Uh, how... In the African context, because most of the videos you watch on YouTube, they're like, you know, American or they're European yeah. or Asian and stuff. How does that work in an African context? I mean, we, we barely have the type of delivery services like DHL penetrating mm. into like the deeper parts of the, our, our own countries. How does that work in, in South Africa, for example? Yeah, so, so you're 100% right. I mean, there's, you know, a lot of, um, how can I say, um, limiting factors in, in Africa, especially, um, especially when it comes to delivery and fulfillment. Um, but they been again, or I always say, you know, every problem that you see, um, you need to see that as opportunity. So how are you going to solve that delivery problem in Africa or in your specific country or in your specific town? That's part of the problem. And if, if you can solve that in, you know, the way that you also run your business, um, then you're on to something really big. Um, now, I think as time progresses, I mean, we've already seen, I mean, if you compare um, today versus 10 years ago in terms of infrastructure, in terms of, you know, just accessibility to the internet and all that kind of thing, um, it's going to keep growing. So you are going to be on such a better foot if you actually start today. Yeah, you're going to have a lot of, you know, barriers to overcome depending on where you are in the world. Um, but you can literally, I, I mean, I know people that have literally started a business, gotten a website, went to a local vendor, can I sell your products, sell it, and then they got on a bicycle and they go do the deliveries in their area themselves. So you can literally do that as well. So, I mean, you, you can start very small and the, the nice thing about e-commerce is it's scalable. So as the technology progresses and as infrastructure and fulfillment and delivery partners, you know, grow, um, so can your business. But you're going to be on the best foot the quicker you start with it. Oh, okay. Okay. So do you have like your own uh, e-commerce stores that people can visit and buy stuff? Or are you just the behind the scenes sort of managing other people's stores and... Yeah, so, so like I said, my, my big focus at this point is actually um, e-commerce education. Um, so that's under the Growth Start platform. And then we do um, web development. So if you want an e-commerce site uh, built for you, or you just want a website or personal profile or whatever it is, um, our uh, platform WordPress.co.za, they do that. And then we've got a little you know products here and there. We do vape liquid. Um, a brand called Kush Concepts. And then we also do some health products, especially um, African black soap. But all those actual physical products, we only sell um, locally. Um, but the digital products, which is amazing, um, is that you can sell that literally anywhere in the world. So e-commerce is also, it's not just that it has to be a physical product, it can also be a digital product. So as an example, you know, we on this podcast, we could do a little ebook, you know, guiding somebody how to start a podcast and sell that. You can do a, a video course, you know, and sell that. Um, so again, you really need to find that problem that you're solving first. And even that can be your product. And it doesn't have to be 
a physical thing that you hold in your hands. It could literally be, you know, a consultation, an ebook, a course, an audio book, you know. Um, there's just so many, you know, different things that you can do and so many different opportunities. So you just really need to find a problem and find a way to solve that. And if you can do that and you've got people willing to pay to solve that problem, then yeah, you've got a business. Wow. Okay. And I think what well, the next question would be, understandably, some of these products are like what you were saying, uh, you can sell them online, so you don't necessarily have to worry about the geographical location of a person. But in terms of Africa, right, I understand that we are developing to a point, but have you had any, would you say most of your businesses are from Southern Africa and the whole of Africa, or is it in other countries completely outside of Africa? So um, with, the, with the Growth Start platform, um, the idea is to actually do that internationally. Um, and I mean, like I said, you, you, you're very limited when you've got a physical product because it is very expensive um, to ship internationally. Um, so I think, you know, with what's going on and, and, and the African Union and, you know, having all these, you know, open um, cross-border um, things that are happening, um, we might see it becoming a little bit more affordable in the future. Um, but you need to be prepared before that happens. So I think in right now where we are um, and speaking to everybody and everybody that is even thinking of starting a business, start it now, do it locally, learn the lessons that you need to learn, you know, learn how the actual business works, um, do it in your local area and then scale from there. Um, thinking, you know, internationally and globally, I mean, it's, it's great to have that big picture, but it is very difficult to, from day one, start doing that. Um, so you are going to, in that case, so let's say you want to start an e-commerce business and you've got a great product and now you want to, you know, sell it across the world. So it's doable, but you're going to need lots of capital investment. So with international shipping, so let's say if you want to, um, you know, have your product available um, in South Africa, in Zimbabwe, in Kenya, or wherever, um, the, the best way that I think you can do that is by having a hub there to dispatch from. So if you ship country to country, the costs are going to be super high. But if you actually maybe, you know, so if I, okay, I've, I know Tendai, and I say, Tendai, can I ship you, you know, a hundred of my products, and you hold on to it and, you know, ship it out for me, as orders come in, then I don't have to ship each of those products individually. Um, that brings down that cost so much. So again, you know, every problem is solvable. You just need to, you know, find a, a new innovative um, way of doing it until we are at a, a space and time where all these things actually catch up and delivery costs become cheaper and all of those things. So it's just a matter of time. And, and I think the big, the big thing, the big topic is how do you start right now and how do you prepare yourself for that scale when it does become easier um, that you are already present there that you've already started you've already you know now how this business works you know what the, the the problems are and the things that you um need to work on in the future so if you get that down you're on such a good foot um but i mean it, it's definitely always challenging but i always believe that um every challenge there's a way to overcome it 
you just need to you know dig a little bit deep in yourself and think about it and, and you'll definitely you know find a way um and yeah that's what i believe wow okay i mean well considering you could actually just start the the shipping business also but then that's absolutely that's a, <laughs> that's a totally yeah, different story I, mean, uh, uh, I think yeah yep yeah so i mean uh, a couple of years ago um i had a business partner um, he actually still has uh, one of South Africa's largest um, online healthcare stores. And, um, you know, he had that business and we had a joint business and I had another business. And we were like, you know, the fulfillment and deliveries, is, it's a big problem. And um, we actually had this great idea of, you know, having these little distribution hubs all over the country just to minimize the cost. Because delivering locally, we can do it as cheap as, you know, as an example, 30 Rand in, in the Johannesburg area. But as soon as we send it to uh, Cape Town, as an example, the cost is four to five times as much. If you send it to a rural area, the cost is sometimes 10 times as much. And then if you ship it internationally, it's probably like 100 times or, you know, 200 times more. So you need to find unique ways to solve these problems. But I think the delivery problem, I mean, there's already some players in South Africa. Um, there's a company called Parcel Ninja, and they've got a, a distribution warehouse in uh, Johannesburg. And that means you can have your business in Cape Town and you can have your stock here, or you can be in Zimbabwe and you can have your stock here. And when you get an order here, it just gets shipped straight there because your customers do tend to get quite upset if the order is going to take a month or they probably won't even order from you, you know? So again, uh, you can solve it, you know, you can have a friend in a different country and say, hey, you know, can, can I send you a couple of my products and just keep it on hand? And uh, you just need to find unique ways to solve these problems. But definitely there is, I think, a place for somebody actually to, to really go deep and solve that problem. I think we're going to get there, but I think it's just a matter of time. And I think it's the same. I mean, uh, we still have, even in South Africa, we've got, um, you know, not, uh, the internet is not always available everywhere, um, especially in your rural areas. Um, lots of people now have smartphones, but not everybody yet. And lots of people shop online, but not everybody. Not everybody is yet accustomed to it. And like I said, I had a career in the payments industry and we saw the same thing, you know, that transition from, Cash, which a couple of years ago, people wanted to pay cash. They didn't want to pay with their cards because the, the card fees were also high at that stage. But as time goes on and as the demand grows, the fees lower, people become more accustomed to it and more people start using it. And I think the same is going to happen with e-commerce as well. And especially now with COVID, um, according to some stats and reports that I've seen, um, we've been pushed ahead by about two years in terms of where e-commerce growth is supposed to be. So it's definitely right now the best time to get into it. And I definitely think it's, you know, it's for everyone. Um, uh, you don't, you, you can still have, you know, a day job. Um, you, you, you don't have to do it full time. You can start, you know, with one, selling one product a month, then, you know, sell 10 and then grow to a hundred and then you to a thousand and then you go into different areas and then you eventually you go into different countries and so on. So the best thing, like I said, you know, and I always will say this, is just start, like start right now. Go think about a product that you can do, do some research on it and, and just start. 
Yeah, true, true, true. Uh, we just have to start somewhere and see where he takes us. Okay, so... That's it. I think... What what about competition? Um, I am I going to be competing against the likes of Amazon? I know in South Africa there's take a lot, if, if if I'm correct, but am I going to be like competing at the same level as those companies? Granted, those companies have bigger dedicated budgets to maybe do their marketing or inventory size that can sort of minimize their overall costs as compared to my own. How do I deal with that part? Yeah, so I mean, with any business, you are going to have competition. And when you have a specific product that you're selling or you're in a specific niche or industry, having competition is a good thing. Because if those people want to sell the product that you want to sell, it means that there's people willing to buy that product. So competition is definitely a good thing. Now, the, the problem is you need to find unique ways where you can add more value to that product or service or whatever you're selling than your competitor. So perhaps, you know, um, it's in terms of customer service, or maybe you do, you know, certain days you do free delivery or you upgrade people to free delivery, um, or you include a free gift or, you know, <clears throat> excuse me. Um, so I think it's definitely, you know, competition is good um, and yeah, in South Africa, we've got, as an example, take a lot. Um, but as an entrepreneur, you can also sell your products on their platform. And I believe the same is true for Amazon. Um, so Amazon have actually um, started some data centers in South Africa. I believe it's in Cape Town. So I, I, I kind of suspect that their long-term vision is also to get into the African market. And when that happens, I mean, you like I mentioned, you can... You can sell your product on Amazon. Um, so yes, go and grow your own store and, and do that as cost effectively and you know the best way possible, but you can still use these other platforms to also sell on. Um, so yeah, in terms of competition, I mean, I, I don't think that's really something to be concerned about. If anything, it should be you know seen as a good thing because that means there's a demand for those things that you're selling. Um, and then, you know, it's so great that you are able to learn from your competitors. You can see what they are doing, what products are they pushing, you know, what are their marketing strategies for those specific products. And then go, don't copy their stuff, obviously, but, um, you know, look at what they're doing and do it better. There's always, you know, everybody's going to always, you know, there's always someone better than you. There's always somebody doing something a little bit different or in a, in a better way that provides more value and the customer wants more or whatever. And I think it's a thing, you know, a constant thing of innovation. So keep innovating. And I think that's also an important thing for people to remember. You like, don't just get a product and then you build a website and then you market and you run that same, you know, whether it's a Facebook ad or whatever for the rest of your business's life. You need to constantly improve. You need to look at your data. You need to look at what your customers are saying about your products, what your customers are saying about your service, um, what they're saying about your website. How can you make your website faster? How can you improve the delivery process? You know, all these things um, in a connected way, improve them over time. So again, start small, but just start. Do it in your local area. You know, get your website on. Even if it's just a one-page website with your product there and there's a, you know, a PayPal buy button or whatever, 
as time goes and as your business grows and you learn all these little lessons and you get experience, you just constantly improve it. And one day you're going to wake up and you're going to have this super successful business and it's going to be like, hey, you know, I wrote this down on a piece of paper 10 years as my goal and, you know, today, hey, I achieved it. Um, so it's definitely possible whether you've got competitors or not. Yeah. Wow. Okay. So does, I'm guessing your company actually offers most of these services, like from the building to sort of the mentorship through the first phases of, of uh, e-commerce, so to speak. Yeah, absolutely. So like I said, on the GrowStart platform, we've got tons of uh, free content and content that we're planning to do, um, but literally taking a person from start to finish, you know, how do you come up with a good product idea? How do you then validate that idea to make sure that you, you know, don't spend money on something that's not going to work? Then step by step, how do I actually go about building a website? How do I register the domain? How do I set up an email account? Um, and I think all doing all those little things, you know, and providing that. So we do do that all for free. And then if you'd like to do that a little bit quicker, we actually have an online course that we sell. Um, but the online course is, you know, our personal and my personal method um, that I've used in all my businesses. So step by step, again, your platform, getting your website up and running, um, do how to do your marketing. And, you know, marketing is such a, a big and broad thing, you know. Um, but I mean, over 15 years, you kind of learn what works and what doesn't. And again, you know, it's that cycle of constant improvement and then you get all these things together that work and that all is jam packed into this course. Again, from getting your product, getting your website online, um, you know, what, what sales copy to use in your email, what tools actually to use to send your email and all those things. So it's all included jam packed. Um, into this course, but I mean, all our all our content on on YouTube and on our blog, it's all you know free, um, and there's so much value there already. Um, you can go and you know do your own website, and as we're putting out more content, we you know put out different lessons and about different topics and all that kind of thing. Um, so I think it's you know again, it's you know you find value in helping people. Um, it's very important if we can all lift each other up a little bit. Um, will be just such a, you know, it will be a great world to live in and a great society to be in. Um, yeah. Wow, true. That's, those, are, those are very wise words. Uh, it's, I think it's everyone, sort of the millennial and Gen Z goal to sort of be like financially independent and besides like your nine to, nine to five have a side hustle that kind of brings in this income. And it's important in a growing global world where, the internet is becoming king, you know, to have your foot in the door so that you're not, you don't necessarily get lost with, with, with the rest of, yeah, the rest of the crowd. Yeah, I mean, like I said, you, you don't have to, you know, a lot of people are working right now, but there's also a lot of people that might have lost their jobs. And I mean, families need to be fed, school fees need to be paid. Um, and relying on one income is something that, you know, if you look at any of these um, uh, gurus or whatever that tell you about millionaires and things like that, the one thing that really is true is that all the people that are really truly wealthy and successful, they don't just rely on one income. Because if you just have a job, 
you can get fired tomorrow or you can get retrenched tomorrow or the business can close down and then you you know you don't have anything but you can have your day job and then you can have a little small online business that you don't have to put lots of effort into you know once you get it up and running um, it will be able to supplement your income if you don't have a job I mean you can grow and scale that and put way more time in it and you can grow it quicker to a place um, where it can actually really financially help you so I, I would definitely I mean anybody and everybody should have multiple streams of income and they should have an online business I mean there's no reason not to um, and, and you don't, don't just have to have one. So you can have a niche like what ours is, we, we do online education, but you can also, you can also go ahead and sell uh, chocolates, you know, um, you can sell toys, and all of those things will work independently because they, they're based on different markets. Um, and, and that's what you want. You want to diversify your income so that you're not reliant. So, I mean, people talk about side hustles, but it's really just financial stability and having income coming in in more than one way. And I, and I think it's definitely, you know, something that is, a, a, like you said, a hot topic and it's, you know, it seems to be like a Gen Z millennial thing and, you know, everybody's talking about it. Um, but the truth is not a lot of people actually do it. The actual people that go ahead and they're like, you know, I'm going to I'm going to start this business. They are so few and far, far between. And it's literally, uh, it's a difficult process because a lot of people go into it and they're like, you know, side hustle and I'm just going to get it to work. And, you know, I'm going to, within a month, I'm going to make, you know, a million rand or whatever the case. And, and, and that's simply just not true. You're going to start small. You're going to, you know, most likely you're going to fail a couple of times. The first product that you choose, nobody's probably going to want it. But the 1% of people, they push through those things and they keep going. And like I said, they go on the cycle of constant improvement, you know, and the goal you're going to get to, I mean, uh, it might happen for you if you dedicate it in a, in a year or five years or 10 years. But I mean, that reward of having that financial freedom and having these, you know, this money that comes in and at the same time, you you helping people. You're providing them a service or you're providing them a product or you're educating them. You know, you get that personal value as well, um, besides just the money aspect. Um, so, yeah, I mean, like I said, I, I recommend everybody to to do it. Yeah, that's that's great. That's great, actually. The Well, this could be a whole other topic for the podcast, but the idea of actually doing it is still an issue. I think even sometimes... Uh, I suffer from it where, you know, you're like, okay, I have this great idea, but the amount of work that's needed there might not, let me just, you know, let me leave it for someone else to do it. All right. That's great, man. Thank you so much, Bernard. Uh, I don't know. Do you have any products you want to promote? This is your time to uh, give it a shout out. Yeah. If I had to promote anything Tendai, I would say, you know, anybody is welcome to come and check out our YouTube channel. Um, so it's just called Grow Start. And literally, we take you on a journey of, you know, step by step building this business with you, getting your website online, identifying what product to get. And it's all free. Like, you don't even have to pay for it. Um, so, yeah, go ahead, go check it out um, and, and just take the step. And, th and that would be my advice to everyone. Just like, 
go and do it. Just go solve that problem, get it online and start marketing it. And you're going to learn lessons, you're going to fail, um, but mm -hmm. just keep going. And if you keep going, I can guarantee you, you're going to wake up one day and you're like, wow, I achieved my goal. Okay, what's the next goal? And that's how you grow and you scale and you're going to build this thing tremendously big and you're going to at the same time just help other people. So yeah, definitely go for it. Go check us out. And uh, yeah, any questions? I mean, we always uh, answer any questions that we get. Um, yeah. All right, that's that's great. So make sure uh, you guys that are listening, make sure you go like, uh, subscribe and learn a thing or two. If you have any more questions, I'm sure if you like post a comment on the YouTube channel, Bernard would be there and happy to help you out. If uh, if you have Absolutely. any questions for me, yeah, you know you know where to find me. Uh, there's there's also a website, my website for the podcast coming up, so be sure to check that one out. I think I'll put a link to this episode if it's done. Hopefully, it's done by the time we release this episode. <laughs> but it's all good. Thank you so much, Bernard, for your time. Um, any last words? Any closing words uh, to give to the audience out there that's listening? Guys, do it. Just just start. Like that's my advice. Just start. Find the problem and just go and do it. And don't ever stop. Just keep at it. You're going to get there. Your life is going to be dramatically improved in five, ten years time. Just do it. All right. So there you have it, guys. I cannot add anything more except just go do it. All right. Thank you. And see you guys. Well, you listen to me on the next episode. Tindai, <laughs> thank you so much for having me. We'll hopefully right, chat thanks, soon. Thanks, man. <laughs>